This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Good afternoon. Should anti-Islamophobia be legislated by the federal government? Is it a further stand against hate or does it threaten free speech as we know it? 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740. Similar legislation's already received unanimous approval at Queen's Park, but it appears there is some dissension among the Conservatives in Ottawa. This week, a motion by Liberal MP Ikra Khalid comes up for debate and a vote. Her motion calls on the federal government to condemn Islamophobia and all forms of systemic racism and religious discrimination. But there are concerns that the motion only mentions Islamophobia by name and does not include wording such as anti-Semitism or persecution of Christians. Joining me to discuss, Jiwan Chanika, Toronto educator and community advocate, and Barbara Kay, columnist at the National Post. Welcome to you both. Hi, Jane. Hi there. Hi, Juwan. Uh, why are you in favor of this legislation, and why do you feel that our current hate laws don't suffice? Um, so I guess maybe if I could just back up one second. I think it's important to note that uh, Motion 103 is a motion. It's not legislation, and there's no uh, change to law from a motion. This particular motion is uh, um, asking us uh, that was put forward um, identify specific things, that there's a need to quell the rising public climate of fear and hate, to condemn Islamophobia and all forms of systemic racism and religious discrimination, and to request that the Standing Committee on Canadian Heritage undertake a study of these issues and propose solutions. So So do you want it's more more of a symbolic gesture than it is binding? It's not binding legislation. Absolutely. And we've done this for other communities. In 2015, there was one that uh, was put forward to condemn anti-Semitism, rightfully so, and it was passed. And, um, and earlier in, in, uh, in fall, there wa- it was brought to Parliament, and, um, and there was no issues with the word Islamophobia or acknowledging that there's an issue, and, and the sky didn't fall and Canada didn't crumble. So I'm not really sure what is uh, what the issue is here, other than people playing uh, politics uh, with the lives of Canadian Muslims, really. Is the wording the same as the non-binding motion uh, against anti uh, against anti-Semitism? So I, I couldn't say if it is the same or it isn't, but a motion is a motion. It is not legislation. It doesn't change law. And I think that we have to be very careful because what we're doing here is, you know, we're we're talking about the fact that we have seen um, a decline in hate crimes in this country for all communities except the Muslim community, which over the last three years we've seen a doubling and in the last few months a drastic rise in incidents happening again 
means the community. Um, and I think that, you know, on what this motion is essentially saying is that we stand with and for all Canadians and for an inclusive society. What happened in Quebec uh, recently when six uh, Muslim men uh, were killed in a terrorist attack and one of the worst attacks that have happened in Canadian history like this, um, we saw tens of thousands of Canadians coming out onto the streets and speaking up um, and speaking with their Canadian Muslim brothers and sisters and saying that we stand for um, a society that is just and inclusive. And I think that that's essentially this motion just echoes that. Okay, let's go over to Barbara then. Barbara Kay, columnist at the National Post. Uh, You are opposed to this motion. Why, when similar legislation was embraced completely at Queen's Park last month? Uh, Queen's Park has no power to change uh, the law, and so it was merely symbolic, and it was done, it was allowed to go through, uh, it was a kind of trade-off. The Conservatives decided that they didn't want to uh, die on that hill for the next election. They decided to let it pass, and you could say that provincially it really is uh, symbolic. But in the uh, federal government, this motion calls uh, for a study, and if this motion passes, the study will be undertaken, and it also calls for whole-of-government implementation uh, of the recommendations of the study. The study, I believe, will come back with a recommendation for a bill because it will say uh, that Muslim children are suffering because uh, people criticizing Islam are making them feel very bad, or whatever it's going to say. We have already seen previous studies, based on no evidence whatsoever, uh, that uh, Muslim children suffer more than other children do from from uh, bigotry. Um, Now, uh, so the legislation will come, I believe, and this is kind of the foot in the door, and once the motion is passed, people will say, well, you know, once we have this motion, we really should back it up with uh, legislation. So I'm not... As to the future, uh, as to the symbolism of this, I I do not think it is symbolic. I believe that it is a foot in the door. But it seems, Uh, Barbara, that you're predestining uh, uh, the situation to come back, as you're saying, that it's automatically going to mean certain things. Not automatically, but it does does give impetus to the idea. Can I um, also, I'd like to respond to uh, this idea that, uh, oh, we had an anti-Semitism. Okay. Anti-Semitism, we all know what anti-Semitism means. It means hatred of Jews. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean hatred of the Jewish religion, or it does not mean a phobia of the Jewish religion. It is hatred against Jews. The word Islamophobia, no one will define it. And and, And I have seen representatives, the heritage minister was asked, point blank, by Terry Malewski of CBC, what does this word mean? She would not go near that. Nobody will go near it because... My feeling is they won't go near it because they know very well that in their eyes, this word means not only hatred of Muslims, because if that were the case, then they would have allowed the word anti-Muslim bigotry to be substituted for it. They know that it also contains the meaning of criticism or adverse uh, attitudes toward Islam. And we have never before had uh, criticism of a religion or, or a fear of a religion or a, a hostile feeling to the tenets of a religion uh, to be included in um, our idea of what bigotry is or hatred is. So, so what you're uh, saying, what you're saying like Barbara, that, if we were comparing apples to apples, the anti-Semitism motion would have been anti-Judaism. 
It could have been anti-Jew. I don't care, as long as it's clear. If someone had said to me, what do you mean by anti-Semitism, I would say hatred against Jews. It's very clear to me that this is about individuals having hatred directed towards them. I don't care if people criticize Judaism. It means nothing to me. Okay, let's go over to Jiwan uh, Chanika, Toronto educator and community advocate in favor of Motion 103. Let's get to the the definition of Islamophobia. What does it mean? So, so, uh, you know, I find the, 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 the essence of this conversation interesting because we have communities that are outside of the community experiencing uh, hatred and systemic discrimination, trying to define for us our experiences and the language that we should use. No one has done that for in, in any other form, anti-Semitism, homophobia, anti-racism, anti-black racism. No one has done that. And when we're talking about uh, Islamophobia, we're talking about, uh, you know, the rational fear and hatred of Muslims and, um, and the, the discrimination uh, that, that impacts them. And, and there's no shortage of evidence to um, well, You are saying point. categorically that it does not include uh, irrational uh, fear, mistrust, or hatred of Islam. You are ruling out. You are ruling out. What I am saying is that that there is a fear based on the overall constructions of how people perpetuate misnomers about Islam, but this is not does not have anything to do with calling free speech. Um, in no way does anyone want to stop free speech. What in fact. What this is doing is guaranteeing that people can continue being able to be free to say what they want to say, but ensuring that we don't cross the threshold of hate. Hate is a completely different thing. On February 14th of, of this year, we had a Muslim doctor who was walking to his car from, from St. Joseph's Healthcare in Hamilton. Um, and, you know, a group of people walk up to him and they blew cigarette smoke in his face and they swore at him for being a terrorist, right? We, we had an, uh, an institute in Scarborough, uh, on, in Scarborough in Toronto where they received tweets on their account saying that, you know, um, the battlefield will be littered with slit tr- throats and a three-inch knife is still legal in Canada. And one that's kept razor sharp will be lethal if used decisively. We have had a myriad of complaints and, and that are have been checked, and it is evidentiary. Okay, um, I, ju- I just want to... Well, well, if so you could just... Of both of you hang on for just a moment for people just joining the program. Uh, you're listening to Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. We're speaking with Joanne Chanika, Toronto educator and community activist, and Barbara Kay, columnist at the National Post. They are on opposite sides of the argument uh, for and against uh, anti-Islamophobia. It's not legislation. It's a non-binding motion that is coming up for debate and vote this week at the House of Commons. Now, I'd like to have our listeners weigh in as well. I I would just ask both of you just to hold your thoughts for a moment. Let's go and see what Walter in Hamilton has to say about this. Walter, you're on Zoomer Radio. Go ahead. Okay, thank you very much for taking my call. Um, for one thing, uh, I'm in favor of uh, inclusiveness of all others as well as the term uh, uh, in question here. The reason is simply this. Hate is an antisocial cancer and it spreads in most subliminal ways you can possibly imagine in our society. Mm -hmm. So I think in this legislation, I hope that they have the decency to include everyone else to increase the bite in the law 
against those who uh, demean others, attack others uh, verbally, physically, or any other way. I think hate is absolutely against humanity. It's wrong, and we have to include everybody, not just the Muslim people and the Islam people, but also the, the, the Jewish nation, the Christians, the, uh, and of course they come in different uh, religious categories in there, and as well as uh, gays, transsexual, or everybody, race, uh, Culture. Well, and, and, and Walter, it sounds like you're, you're just wanting a reaffirmation of, of the hate crime legislation that we already have in this country. Yes, put more sharper teeth okay. in it, because the, the way it's going on, especially with the, uh, the different changes taking place in the United States, it seems like the, the extreme right is beginning to boil up to the surface again. And that means we need more power in the law that if it does, we have to be able to Push it back. Say, hey, this is not acceptable. And it'll never be acceptable in Canada, this kind of nonsense like that. We're not going to tolerate any kind of defamation or attack physically or mentally on others because of all those, uh, you know, uh, variety or uh, varied right. society. And we should be proud of our diversity. Walter, you know what? I appreciate your philosophy and your passion. I'm going to let you go and uh, have both Barbara Kay and Juwan Chanika weigh in on what he's saying. Doesn't it sound like that's sort of a diplomatic solution to both viewpoints? You can't legislate against hate thought. Uh, You just can't. We have a perfectly good hate law in place and the only thing you can punish is incitement to violence. For example, uh, when an imam in a mosque in Montreal uh, says, death to the Jews, death to the Jews, that is incitement to hatred. But he is still there in that mosque, by the way, Mr. Chanika, and I did not hear the Muslim community crying out against uh, that bigotry and hatred on his part. Can I say a word about the tremendous alleged uh, uh, wave of hatred against Muslims that Mr. Chanika says we have here. Hate crimes against Muslims have doubled from 45 to 99 in the last year. 99 hate incidents, such as blowing smoke in someone's face uh, or saying, go home, Paki, or something like that, is a hate incident, but it is not violence. Um, and uh, uh, the uh, Jews are still eight times more likely per capita to suffer a hate incident. Uh, than Muslims are in this country, and Jews are not asking for special legislation or even a study uh, that would lead to special legislation. I would like to ask Mr. Chanika if he categorically denies that the word Islamophobia in this motion is in any way linked to the category of uh, to the definition of Islamophobia, which is established by the uh, uh, the Office of International Cooper- uh, the Organization for International Cooperation of Arab states and Islamic states. Sorry. Okay. All right. Organization of Islamic Cooperation, Uh which defines Islamophobia as uh, including adverse public discourse against Muslims and Islam. Do you categorically say that your definition of Islamophobia, which I would very much like to have in print, is not the same definition of Islamophobia as? the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, which, by the way, is the basis for all bills that have been proceeding 
through Europe. It is based on that definition, and it is the only written definition that we have of Islamophobia because nobody in Canada who is promoting this motion will write down a definition of what they mean by Islamophobia. Well, so certainly, Zika, certainly, Jiwan provided a, a verbal definition. Barbara, he's provided a verbal definition. No, and no, irrational but he did not fear. Categorically reject. Okay, no. So, Barbara, let me talk now. Barbara, Barbara, in order for us to have a conversation, when one of us begins speaking, the other ones have to listen. I know you know that. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that. Jiwan mentioned about five or ten minutes ago that Islamophobia is an irrational fear and hatred of Muslims. Now, Barbara is saying, Jiwan, that nobody will write that down. Is, is that a fair criticism on her part? Um, no, and I think before I, because, because there's something interesting happening in the way that she's constructing the argument that I think is problematic based on, I just want to go back to what the caller was talking about, which we were asked to comment on. And I think that, that, um, uh, he made fair point and, and to your point, this is what's enshrined in our Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, right? In this particular motion, it specifically says that, um, that, uh, you know, condemn Islamophobia and all forms of systemic racism and religious discrimination. When we had a, a motion against um, anti-Semitism, it did not quell free speech. It didn't stop any any conversation. And I think um, it's highly problematic the way that, you know, when uh, the response to what has been an increase in hate incidents and hate crimes against the Muslim community to try to position this as a Muslim community against the Jewish community piece because we stand against hatred against all people. And and because Miss Kay has not heard any condemnation within the community, and I'm not sure where exactly she listens um, to, to know that people have been saying things, there has been condemnation and there's been many conversations around making sure that anyone who expresses hate on any platform, whether they are from the community or not, that that's not something that we will stand for. But Juwan, it sounds like what Barbara's requesting, and I think that it's a fair request, is to provide a definition that everybody is pleased with when when it comes to Islamophobia and to create uh, definitions as well of other types of hate incidents within this Motion 103 so that it encompasses everybody. And that's that's what our callers have been saying as well. But here's the thing. We have legislation that is protecting, that, that addresses hate speech. It addresses hate incidents. We have now a motion that's recognizing that there is an increase in attacks against the Muslim community here in Canada. And the motion is saying that we need to condemn it and uh, and make sure that we undertake the work that we need to. Um, she's presupposing by perpetuating suspicion and stereotypes against. The okay, we're we're gonna let about, Barbara. We're gonna let Barbara the have the floor. Okay. When, no, but when, li- listen, folks. Oh, I'm gonna have to bring your levels down here. We'll right. take a quick break, and then Barbara has the floor. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host 
Jane Brown. A motion to condemn Islamophobia is coming up for debate at the House of Commons this week. A non-binding motion that was introduced in light of the terror attack at a Quebec mosque earlier this year. But some are saying the idea uh, is stifling free speech and does not include other hate crimes. On either side of the argument, Jiwan Chanika, Toronto educator and community advocate in favor. Against is Barbara Kay, columnist, National Post. We will get to your phone calls, I promise. But Barbara, I also promised you the floor when we came back. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to make it like my, here's my very simple objection. Mr. Chanika is talking around the subject a lot but he will not define Islamophobia. If it truly is a question of bigotry and hatred of Muslims, why will the proposers of this motion not accept the words anti-Muslim hatred or anti-Muslim bigotry? You're insisting on a, on a word, Islamophobia, which nobody will define, and the only definitions that we so far have of this word include the words mistrust and hatred of Muslims and Islam and the words and Islam are used three times in the only written definition we have of the word Islamophobia. I need to have Mr. Chadika to reassure Canadians that his definition of, of Islamophobia does not include the words and Islam because that would be prohibiting speech against ideas, and we have never done that before. In Canada. See, that is that is excellent. That is well put, Barbara. Juwan, I, I put that back to you. So um, I'd say two things. Um, Islamophobia has uh, there's many definitions of Islamophobia, um, and there are many um, um, articles and academic pieces that have been written um, about it. And a fear and hatred of Muslims and Islam, even if it says and Islam. Um, that translates into individual ide- ideological systemic forms of hatred where people are being hurt and killed. This is not about free speech in terms of we've had the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, we've had the Canadian Journalists for Free Speech come forward and, sa- and say that this in no way impacts free speech. This is not about free speech. This is actually talking about fear and hatred. And, and so it's interesting to me that there there can be two sides to an issue where we're talking about saving people's lives after Canadians have been killed and after tens of thousands of people across this country have come out onto the streets and said this is not okay. Okay, Juwan, Barbara, we have a third uh, person at the table here, and that's the Zoomer radio listener. Let's go to Tony in Fort Erie. Go ahead, Tony. Thank you. Okay, uh, Barbara is 100% right. This other guy's just going around in circles. Most Muslims want, 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 and that's not right. So, not right. so what Barbara is saying, you don't have a problem with um, with the the wording that she presented. No, it's it's perfect. I mean, like she's trying to say, let's include everybody else too. Why only the Muslims? So six have died in Quebec City. That should have not happened. Right. It shouldn't have. Right. But what about the thirty million Christians that are being massacred in the Middle East? We never talk about them. These people always want, want, want. 
and it's not right. Well, but to say these people, you kind of you lose your argument when you go down that path because it just it just reeks of racism. Juwan, but what Tony is saying here is if we can come up with wording that makes everyone happy and allows us to have free discourse about elements within certain religions that you know we want to express without fear that we'll be persecuted as a result of that. I mean, doesn't it make sense that we need that kind of wording? But my question is, is this there's nothing about a motion that is talking about free speech, stopping free speech. It's talking about fear and hatred that's being expressed against a group of people who are part of Canadian society. But what Barbara's and saying so, is that it's, it's, it's expression against Islam as well. What if but, there are elements of Islam that I don't agree with and I'm scared to say it out loud? All of a sudden, that, that's affecting free speech in this country. That, that's real. Um, and what's also real is that people are dying and being attacked. And, and, and I'm not saying the, the motion doesn't even say anything about and Islam. It, just, it addresses the, the it condemn Islamophobia. So but it and then it asks for. Islamophobia. Um, it, it, here's here is the, the I can't speak for politicians. I believe and I don't have the motion in front of me that there is a, um, an explanation of what. Uh, is intended by this particular motion. Okay. Um, as far as as far as what I'm saying from our community is that every day we're getting increasing attacks and incidents happening. We have children who are not safe in schools. We have people who are afraid to leave their homes, um, and and that is not about these people who just want something that's special. We are Canadians. We have been present in this country prior to Confederation and all throughout Canada's history. Um, we stand beside everyone. We work every day. We pay taxes. We live our daily lives trying to build this country. And I think the, the whole conversation that's otherizing us, that's making us into these um, evil people who are coming to try and do something, mm-hmm. um, really erases the humanity of the people who are, we are part of this society. We are, we have been here through, throughout history of this country we have contributed and right now we are not safe because of um islamophobia and and no one um should be trying to tell us that we can't define the way that we are being attacked okay i want to go back to the phones again we've got juan shanika toronto educator and community advocate and barbara k columnist at the national post and we're speaking about the non-binding motion to condemn islamophobia which comes up for debate and vote this week in the house of commons let's go to craig on the 401 craig what would you like to add or ask hi libby thanks for taking my call it's jane that's fine Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, um, I just wanted some clarification and possibly a little bit of an education on uh, something I heard on another talk show last week. Uh-huh. And the individual said that if this law is passed, it will open the door for Sharia law and they will have a platform. Can you, can you uh, expand on that for me? Okay, Craig, excellent question. Uh, let's define Sharia law first, Barbara, and then, Juwan, you can respond to the question. Well, Sharia law is is the body of of law that that is basically the heart and soul of Islam. It is not uh, 
uh, it is not negotiable, uh, and everything in Sharia law is, I mean, if you want to see a country that practices Sharia law to the letter, you can go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, there are forms of Sharia law that are already being practiced in certain countries, like England has Sharia law uh, allowable in, family, in the family court system, um, and uh, there are aspects of Sharia law that are uh, undemocratic. Uh, they are in terms of gender. Uh, that are unde- uh, they don't allow mortgage uh, financing the way we have our laws. But I mean, uh, look, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty of mm-hmm. Sharia law. The fact is, we have a perfectly good system of law here, uh, and it is possible uh, that this motion, if it were turned into a law against Islamophobia, would mean that you could not criticize Sharia law, even though Sharia law is has some very harsh and very undemocratic and even cruel elements. Okay, that, that Barbara, that, that's your perspective. Uh, Jiwan, go ahead. Um, uh, we, we are a democratic, secular uh, country. We have um, uh, uh, an understanding of how we do things here. According to Sharia law, Ms. K should know that the, the, the Sharia position on living in any country is to follow the laws of that country. And that is what Muslims who live here have been doing, is following the laws of the country. To, 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 to set up this conversation as if our laws are, are um, perfect, as she said, um, hides that masks the fact that you know our indigenous uh, communities have been dealing with systemic racism, our black communities have been dealing with systemic racism, many marginalized communities, our LGBTQI communities as well have been dealing with systemic racism. But we we can't um, you know hide behind these uh, you know political terms that are heavily loaded and then try to and, and whip up fear and hatred of an entire group of people in order to be able to pass. And, and I would have thought that, you know, this is something that the uh, last federal government, the Conservatives, did, and they lost the elections because Canadians resoundingly came out and said, we're not going to fall victim to this type of hate tactics and this type of uh, politics of fear that's going to endanger. Because when you endanger one community in, in our country, you're really endangering all communities. Okay, I um, want to get to the rest of our listeners here, to be fair to those who've been waiting. It is a hot button topic. Topic. It affects us all. Brian and Etobicoke, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, you know, first off, we got lots of laws covering all of this. Secondly, when you talk about Islamophobic, well, it's kind of like I hear homophobic. And I think, why would anybody be afraid of homosexuals? They're not. What you think of Islam, the so-called religion of peace, where they don't talk about turn the other cheek, forgive those who trespassed against you, love the neighbor. What you hear about is fatwas, jihads, death to the infidel, death to the apostate, create a caliphate throughout the world, and all most of the terrorism going on in the world is coming from radicals in that religion. So there is a reason for Islamophobia. Brian, thank you for your call. Let's go to Ahmed in Brampton. What would you like to add? Um, I'd like to, to back what uh, Jeevan had to say um, in that as, uh, as Canadian Muslims, I don't think any of us uh, intend for, to support this motion because we, uh, as, as, as the columnist Barbara Kay said, uh, uh, want to prevent anyone criticizing whatever her definition of Sharia law is. Uh, what it does is it, it allows uh, there to be research into why there's this up, uptick of hate crimes against uh, Muslims in particular and people who are seen as Muslims, not a criticism of uh, governing systems uh, in other Muslim-majority countries. That's not 
Uh, I think the reason why Muslim Canadians have been supporting, or other Canadians have been supporting this uh, this motion, um, you know, uh, so to speak. Uh, and I think it's really unfair to drum up um, these sort of like wedge topics in identity politics, uh, as as the, as the right hates to uh, say, but they are using this as a, as a way to prevent uh, people from speaking. I mean, we don't ask for a particular definition of anti-Semitism when we condemn it, and it is a problem still in Canadian society, um, and to ask for a very rigid definition of Islamophobia um, is, is, is hypocritical, I'd say. Ahmed, thank you for your call. Let's uh, jo- go to Joan. Joan in Oshawa, I'll let you have the final word, because we do want to pay tribute to Chuck Berry as well this half hour. Go ahead. Thank you, Jane. <clears throat> um, this problem, I mean, it's always it seems like with the muslim community it seems to be me 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 and my religion and my everything they are now living in canada canada does not have to bow down and change to another uh people's uh beliefs or their ideological uh, beliefs either well, when you talk about them and they as Muslims, don't forget that they come from different countries, their culture. And this we've been discussing this a lot over the last two weeks, how culture is different from religion. And we have to remember that those are two separate issues. And we can't, in the same way we wouldn't lump all Christians around the world as the same culture. We all have different experiences. We all come from different countries. So it's not fair to do the same thing to Muslims. This is going to be a big topic of of discussion uh, in the House of Commons this week. I want to thank Barbara Kay uh, at the National Post and Juwan Chanika, a community advocate, for coming on and discussing the issue with us. Thank Thanks you for both. Having me, Jane. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.